0: T.C., Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
1: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Majority of Americans believe President Biden's handling of the economy continues to drag the country down. According to a recent AP-NORC poll, 7 out of 10 Americans say the economy is doing poorly. With the country facing stubbornly high inflation... Only 38% of those surveyed approve of President Biden's handling of the economy. About a quarter of Americans now say things in the country are headed in the right direction. That's up from July. But 72% say things are going in the wrong direction. Greg Clugston, Washington.
2: Thousands of police officers, hundreds of British troops making final preparations now for the state funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. That's coming up Monday. It is expected to be a spectacular display of national mourning and the huge gathering of world leaders, including President Biden. This is SRN News.
0: Brandon Tatum gives you the real truth about BLM.
3: I just destroy Black Lives Matter every chance I get because they are such a fraudulent organization that took over the minds and the hearts of gullible Americans in 2020. Black Lives Matter is, was a domestic terrorist organization. They use violence and coercion
0: to push a political agenda. That is a terrorist organization. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Good afternoon, just after 2 o'clock at The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. We've got the headliner edition 1-3 to three on Saturdays. We've got Jack Tomczak 3-5 to five on Saturdays. And we've got the Closer Edition with Brad Carlson. The second hour of the Closer Edition is coming up next year. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities, is right here. Your forecast calls for cloudy skies and a high of 73, some fog to start off Monday, then sunshine and about 80 for our Monday high.
4: Portions of this program may have been prerecorded.
0: The views expressed
4: on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management
5: stand by for the northern alliance radio network and go launch sequence engineering go flight master control go flight studio engineer go flight we are go for launch in t-minus three two one
0: we have liftoff the northern alliance radio network is on the air Live and local from the AM-1280, The Patriot Studios in Eagan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson.
1: AM-1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check us out on our Facebook page, just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, feel free to leave a comment or question there as well, as we do have our live stream up and running at our Facebook page. So, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Going to take a shift now to Minnesota politics, talking some local races. In case you haven't heard, all 201 legislative seats are up for re-election. And given the fact that this is a redistricting year, uh, there are some incumbents who are going to be in for some tough races, to be sure. And one of those incumbents uh, happens to represent me, at least for the next few months, uh, John Heinrich, the current uh, Minnesota state representative in House District 35A, which covers my city of Ramsey as well as Anoka and a little sliver of Andover. I think
6: is there a sliver of Coon Rapids still in there? No, not so much, not anymore. So the new district will be uh, Western Coon Rapids and the city of Anoka. But the current district the doesn't cur- have
1: doesn't have Coon Rapids. No,
6: it doesn't. Just city of Anoka, city of uh, Ramsey currently.
1: But the new district is still 35A, but it looks a little different as uh, our current guest, our representative John Heinrich, uh, is vying for the new 35A, which which is Anoka. And now, as he mentioned, Western Coon Rapids. Uh, John Heinrich, That's welcome right. to the broadcast, sir. Well, How thanks
6: right? for having me on, Brad, the closer. What an honor. Yeah, well, I appreciate it.
1: it. We, it's good to have you. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, this is one of those unique situations where uh, two incumbents got drawn into the same district, an incumbent DFLer and then yourself. We won't mention the DFLer's name. If he wants his equal time, he can request it and he can come on. I mean, the radio business the law dictates that but uh, otherwise he's not getting any publicity here but
6: that's fine that that being
1: what? said uh so you have to uh, really get out there and uh Coon Rapids essentially replaces uh Ramsey to be quite frank uh John Heinrich in my opinion a resident of Ramsey that's not a fair trade is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm a- just kidding i'm kidding i this oh. is Brad Carlson talking <laughs> not John Heinrich uh, I'm a I'm a, I'm a uh, Ramsey resident for 14 years now and uh, take a lot of pride in our community. So we're sorry to lose uh, uh, John Heinrich, uh, regardless if he wins this race or not. But uh, uh, talk a little bit about this dynamic, John, as you're going out there. I'm sure the Anoka yeah. residents are familiar with you. But now... Uh, And this is a good thing. You get to meet a whole new uh, swath of constituents in Coon Rapids.
6: Yeah, well, I grew up in Coon Rapids, uh, so that's going to be fun representing the district. When I win this November, I'll be representing an area that I actually grew up uh, in. Um, My parents, uh, I was born in Arizona, but we moved to Coon Rapids, Minnesota in 1985. And and since then, other than being gone in the Marine Corps for a little while, I've lived my whole life in the Anoka, Coon Rapids, Ramsey area. Um, so that's going to be fun i do have to work a little harder this year than i expected because ramsey was was a very conservative area my mom still lives there my wife and i uh, raised our kids there for seven or eight years and we've been in anoka now for the last eight years um but uh but yeah out uh, out every day meeting voters and and it's fun i'm having a good time um but uh it's going to be a tight election this year
1: oh no question yeah and and as you're getting out there Uh, Meeting voters. Uh, Obviously, you know, the media has their pet issues, which they like to put forth and say this is a most important election of our lifetime for these reasons or whatnot. (laughs) But uh, you're out there and you're actually talking to voters. What is kind of the prevailing sentiment from voters, John Heinrich?
6: Well, I'll tell you, um, just a few days ago, I, I did knock on a Coon Rapids' door, and a, and a mother answered the door, a, a nice lady, and, and she really concerned about the safety of the neighborhood and some of that mm. crime and lawlessness that we're seeing down in the cities. Um, starting to move into the northern suburbs, I'm sure the su- southern suburbs and, and out of that Minneapolis-St. Uh, Paul area, um, and it's really concerning for a lot of people. You know, we've had some really horrible, harmful rhetoric come out of St. Paul and uh, some of the elected officials even uh, and the congressional level um, talking about how we need to dismantle police departments and defund. What this has done is I talked to the Coon Rapids police chiefs, uh, Anoka police chief, Ramsey, uh, Chief Cater's over there, uh, Sheriff James Stewart. They say recruiting and retention is really tough right now. So we need to recruit great officers with world-class training. We need to retain great officers. That's what that harmful rhetoric has really uh, made it a tough environment. And this spirit of lawlessness, as I talk to voters, um, they're sick of it. Mm-hmm. And they want to put an end to the crime. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that isn't, I mean, it certainly isn't something unique to the
1: urban areas. I mean, I've talked to folks who are running for political office as well, right, where the station is housed in Egan, Minnesota. And there's a concern of, of, of issues going on here as well. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely not yeah. immune to that. Well, Along those lines, uh, the last uh, legislative session, there were a lot of issues to be addressed, not the least of which a significant surplus, which, I, yeah. as an aside, I'm always floored by when the DFL celebrates a surplus. Well, that means you took way too much money than you needed Absolutely. from the taxpayers. But leave that aside, uh, what ultimately happened or, shall we say, didn't happen at the last end of the last legislative session? Because, obviously, with a divided legislature, I think the only one in the country— uh, a lot of people were concerned that not a lot got done, especially the governor who talked about desiring for a special session. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, yeah. What can you give us uh, from your takeaway from the last session, John Heinrich?
6: Well, I got to say I'm I'm really optimistic moving into the to the new session after uh, after the election takes place this November because I I really do think the Republicans are going to take take back the House of Representatives. And so what, what happened this last session in a lot of ways that Democrats like to say they were going to take a portion of that surplus and provide some tax cuts. But we did the math on that, Brad, and we were looking at they wanted like twenty three dollars in new spending for every one dollar in tax cuts. And that was just a nonstarter. We, we were not going to do that. The other thing is they wanted to take uh, millions, uh, hundreds of millions for so-called what they ca- talked about, a public safety bill. And I'm sorry, I'm going to shift to public safety one more time, of course. Of course. But yeah. it was, it's not public safety. When you're talking about funding community agitators, is, is what I call them, or, um, you know, community organizers, whatever. instead of giving law enforcement the funding that they wanted in their so-called public safety bill, it was a horrible bill. In fact, uh, when I talked to uh, different law enforcement, they said, don't vote for that bill. My opponent did vote for that horrible bill. Um, I did not. And I'm the only candidate in this race that's, uh, that's endorsed by the police. Um, so I'm proud of that. But, uh, but, yeah, what happened last session was just it was sad. Basically, it's, it's kind of your same old story, Brad. The Democrats want to tax and spend more. Right, they right. don't want to adequately fund, fully fund law enforcement. Um, they want to come up with these unique ideas of how to relook at law enforcement. And, and it's, really, it's really been harmful uh, for our law and order here in, the, in Minnesota. Minnesotans deserve a lot better.
1: And obviously, the district you're in, uh, one of the largest, in fact, it may be, uh, oh, definitely one of the largest, I don't know if it's the largest school districts in the uh, area, Anoka Hennepin District. Certainly, there's been a lot of concerns of some of the curriculum that's being brought forth there. I realize a lot of that's more on the school board level, and therefore, it's taken up with the school board. But I imagine you're probably hearing a lot about those issues at the doors as
6: well, John I I And people are still mad about the mask mandates, the school shutdowns, the business shutdowns. Um, but you know, what we need to just, we need to do a good job empowering parents to be more in control of their kids' education. Right. Um, you know, our kids deserve to have a world-class education and we can do that. We need to get back focused on some of the basics though. How about math and reading skills instead of all these, you know, gender confusion and, and all these ethnic studies and what, I'm not saying that some of that stuff isn't important to, to learn. Sure. Um, but it's really, it's, it's been, it's sad for me to look at our Minneapolis public school system has just been failing and apparently throwing more money at it doesn't really solve the problem. So oh, I'd like no. to see us get back to math and reading skills, I think would be a, a great priority to laser focus in on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, it's one thing when the state, uh, imposes a, 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 mask mandate, but then like we alluded to, uh, kind of at the local levels, you know, particularly your school board meetings, uh, and we've seen them all across the country. I don't think parents took kindly to being treated as uh, hostile enemies
6: when yeah. they would come to these school board uh, <laughs> meetings. John Heinrich, yeah. Oh uh, well, I'm glad we have we have some parents. A lot of parents uh, stood up to that. Yeah, and they're not going to forget that this November. Uh, but we need to be in in the mode of reminding um, all the voters um, about those. Uh, you know, we had kind of dictator rule here. We had uh, taxing Tim Walls, one man controlling everything during mm-hmm. a government uh, shutdown. Um, we had, uh, you know, 700, I think it was, businesses burned in, in Minneapolis. We had a precinct burned uh, in Minneapolis there, a police precinct. Um, so we need to be making sure we remind motors. But I know parents are not going to forget about what happened to their kids um, throughout the school year uh, during, uh, during our reaction to COVID. What are some of the issues
1: that you can point to? You've obviously served
6: two, uh, two terms
1: in the uh, House of Representatives at this point. And I imagine as you know, new voters are getting to know you, you know, getting in, uh, a pretty new district, if people were to ask you, hey, John Heinrich, uh, you know, your opponent's an incumbent too. We've got to choose between the incumbents. Um, yeah. What are some of the things on your record that you can highlight? If you were to
6: get that question, John Heinrich, uh, what would you convey to these people? Well my opponent's never seen a tax hike he didn't like right you go through the voting right. I encourage everybody out there if if you have questions um you know take a look at our at our at our records um there's a there's a stark difference there you know my opponent and I worked well together on kind of more of a geopolitical thing, which was the transportation needs uh, for Anoka county specifically um and so that's uh, you know i I am somebody that's able and willing to work with people on the other side on the things we can work on now we disagree probably about ninety percent of Sure. Thanks in St. Paul. But when it came to, um, you know, clean air and water in our own community, we were able to work together on that transportation needs specifically on Highway 10. You know, when I came in and I serve on the uh, state transportation um, committee. And so when I came in, uh, I made a commitment to make sure that I was a great advocate for our community, for our safety upgrades and our traffic improvement up in the Canoka County, specifically on highway 10 been really successful there, but there's still some more work to do. You know, another big one for me, Brad is, is, um, uh, serving on the veterans committee. I'd really Mm -hmm. like to go back for a third term, you know, our community up there in the Anoka Coon Rapids Ramsey area. We care about our vets. Sure. We care about people that have a tough time taking care of themselves. We care about our safety on our roads and bridges. We need a good advocate to go to St. Paul and support law enforcement um, you know, respect you know, the tax dollar. That's not government's money. It's yours. That surplus is your dollar. It's the taxpayer dollars, not government's.
1: Once again, we are joined by John Heinrich. He, the current Minnesota State Representative for House, Dist- or, uh, House District 35A. Uh, he's we're still running in 35A, but the district looks a little different thanks to redistricting earlier this year. And uh, he is joined by a colleague uh, in studio today. Uh, is uh, Jude your oldest? Jude's son? my oldest son, yeah. Okay. Jude, do you, uh, do you do you get out door knocking, dropping literature, all that sort of fun stuff while you're out there with Dad? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, that's something that would be a, a terrific experience uh, for the just to hear what the uh, voters have to say. So, and, and making sure Dad's treated with respect. He's been to it, yeah. he's been busy with
6: football, but I do need to bring him with me. Sometime. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, uh, we are going to take a, a quick break. We'll be back with another segment with John Heinrich in studio, and we come back. Uh, we'll take a phone call or two if you so desire. Six five one two eight nine. You can also weigh in by Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N A R N for Comments or questions. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
7: You were working as a waitress in a cocktail
0: bar when I met you. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
4: As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? (sighs) Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do, because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
0: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FULL for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FULL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FULL for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code FULL for a $5 bonus.
8: Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference.
0: With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com
1: Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. It's hashtag NARN show for comments and questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Joined in studio, again, by Representative John Heinrich, currently representing House District 35A, and now he's running for re-election, but in a new district. It's still 35A, but looks a little different than what he's representing Right now, definitely a tough re-election bid. So, John Heinrich, uh, we know that uh, while money isn't everything, it is important. So if people uh, want to help keep the or get the Republicans over the top uh, in the majority, one of the best ways to do that is oust DFL incumbents. Well, that's the only way you can get the majority, being in the minority right now. So I wanted to share with folks uh, your website, social media presence, uh, where they can
6: go to find out more about your campaign and maybe – Throw a few bucks in the kitty if they're so inclined. Yeah, I'd appreciate it. So I am in probably the tightest house race in the state. Uh, Like you mentioned, Brad, uh, two incumbents. We got paired together here after redistricting, my opponent and I. Uh, We both came in in 2018, both reelected in 2020, and then we got drawn together here for uh, the 2022 election. Um, So it's a really tight race. I could really use your help. If you're not in my district, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> if you could, right. You know, uh, go to you can find us at heinrich dot com and uh, smash that donate button. Uh, sure would appreciate it. If you don't know, we Minnesota does have a political contribution refund program, which means any individual can do, donate fifty bucks to my campaign. Again, go online Heinrichforhouse com and find me on Facebook, uh, John Heinrich at, at Facebook. But if you uh, donate fifty bucks as an individual, the state actually refunds that fifty dollars. Um, I could use that money to buy some extra signs. You know, we need to advertise on on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, you name it. You know, these elections cost a lot of money. We're looking at probably uh, the tightest house race in the state. So I sure do appreciate any help out there, Brad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Heinrichforhouse.com. And I've also linked to it at my blog, bradcarlson.org, on the post promoting today's broadcast. So you can uh, click there as well. And, uh, yeah, find out more about John and his campaign. And as he said... Uh, Very tight house race. Uh, There are some of these uh, first-ring suburban districts definitely going to be up for grabs. Uh, GOP got routed there back in uh, 2018 in a lot of these uh, uh, house districts. Did did better in 2020. Uh, Certainly put a dent in the DFL majority in 2020, but uh, an opportunity to take them back, as we alluded to in the prior segment. They're concerned about uh, public safety as well. I mean, uh, Coon Rapids and Blaine, those areas, I know you're not in Blaine, but those kind of cluster suburbs certainly not immune to that uh, those uh, crime problems.
6: Absolutely, we have to hold the line. You know, we're, we're right on the edge. Um, it's it's kind of deep blue in downtown areas, and it's starting to to move out towards the suburbs. You're right. In 2018, I came in as a freshman with five GOP members, and I think it was 32 or 34 DFL members. Oh yeah, yeah. And in, in 2018, so I was a little outnumbered in orientation. You know, I felt like a fish in a fishbowl. I'm sitting. You know, it was like six or seven to one. Yeah, uh, for our for our members versus theirs in 18. But you're right. We've turned that around a little bit in 20 um, and in 2022 here. Uh, we're looking to take back the majority in the House. And I want to be a part of that. Send me back to St. Paul. Please visit uh, Heinrich for House dot com.
1: Yeah, absolutely, folks. And 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 like you say, as John alluded to, even if you don't live in his district, it would behoove all of us uh, who are a right of center politically to have the majority in the House. And it only is going to take four flips. I mean, uh, it's uh, yeah. Democrats have 70 uh, members to 64 for the Republicans, so four flips. Uh, the Republicans have the majority, so it is very, much, very doable, that is to be sure. So what kind of uh, uh now you know, obviously summertime and maybe into early fall is parade season. There aren't as many parades as there were, say, in the summertime, so— uh, what kind of fun stuff? Kind of fun events uh, do you have? Are
6: you putting on or participating in uh, leading up to the campaign? Well, I, I appreciate you asked about that. We actually have a, a fundraiser at Billy's in downtown Anoka on October fifth. If you okay. want to come out, that'd be that'd be great. It's always a fun time. We ha- we did one of these a couple months ago. We had a great turnout, probably sixty seventy people. My wow. campaign was able to raise a bunch of money to to pay for some uh, some some more signs and some t shirts, things like that. Um, so that's October fifth, about five thirty. Um, and, uh, and would love to see at Billy's if you can come out and, uh, have, uh, love to have your support there. Um, also we're looking at, uh, you know, it's always fun. The Anoka Halloween parade. Oh yeah. Now I don't have a float in that parade. They don't allow politicians at uh, state level to do yeah. that, but, but we'll have a little team out there with t-shirts on. We'd we'll be passing out, um, some information about my candidacy, uh, talking about my background, you know, as a, uh, my background's not in politics, um, uh, was in the Marine Corps for eight years. Um, was in Iraq in 2003 and four. In fact, when I was in Iraq in 2004, my opponent was already doing politics here in Minnesota. Really? Yeah, so he's almost two decades. Uh, you know, he's a lawyer, Hennepin County prosecutor. I don't think they do any prosecuting, though, in Hennepin County. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. I think that's more catch and release from kinda from what like I've heard. A, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're looking forward to that and getting out. To, it's always fun at the NOCA Halloween Parade to just uh, peruse around and shake people's hands and get a chance to meet them and chat for a little bit, so
1: yeah I know uh, we do have uh, once again uh representative John heinrich in studio uh we do actually have a call uh from Mike in rosemont he is on line one Mike go ahead you're on the broadcast sir well good
2: afternoon gentlemen thanks for taking my call yes sir couple things really brief I'd like either of you either to comment on where the democratic party has really gone to in these you know last several years uh this the second part is how am I going to have or why should we have confidence in how our elections are run with all the hijinks that have gone on in 2020? And I would say the Republicans, it's not just good enough to not be the Democrats. Right. I think we need people that set themselves apart. And I'll point out how Governor DeSantis is, is defining a problem where the so-called executive of the country is not handling his duties. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, John, I, I don't know if there's there any specifics you want to address in that particular call, but feel free. Yeah.
6: You know, I didn't really catch the first, first part of the question there, Brad, but um, something but about,
1: it, uh, he wants to, I mean, uh, Mike wants to want an assurance is yeah. that uh, the elections are going to be, uh, Oh yeah. They're yeah. going to be free and fair. He, he, yeah. he has some questions about the way things were handled in 2020.
6: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I know for a fact, um, that, that that there's people out there that want to cheat. I know that, and so and
1: if it's what, not close, they can't cheat. So, yeah, yeah, that's
6: that's you know all I can control in in the election cycle that I'm in in the district in in Anoka and Coon Rapids is um, getting as many people to come out and vote. So I, I you know, it's not time to throw in the ca- in the towel. I know it can be discouraging, and, and we know that they they want to cheat. To them, it's been all out war. A lot of us have been busy raising our families, active in our church, active in our business at our job. Um, while, while the DFL, uh, you know, countrywide statewide and countrywide, they've lain awake at nights looking for ways to control our lives and for ways to, uh, you know, if they can't, if they can't win fair and square, it's, it's all out war for them, I think. And so we need to make sure that we show up in big numbers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go on election day and I'm going to vote and I'm going to keep an eye on it personally in in my race, but, um, but that's what we need to do is we need to not be discouraged. We need to show up and we need to vote as far as governor DeSantis, I heard that. The caller, uh, Mike, I appreciate your uh, yeah, uh, reaching an, out. Yeah, he
1: makes an excellent point. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not enough to be not the Democrats. You know, what are Republicans offering on the flip side? And that's a Kvatch that I've had on this broadcast quite frequently, John Heinrich. And I think you've set yourself apart from your opponent in your personal race. I don't know if you can speak. certainly. You certainly can't speak for other people. But for yourself,
6: you can definitely draw yeah. a distinction. Yeah, so for myself, I, one example I'll give is that, um, you know, I want to actually fund law enforcement. I want to listen to what law enforcement has to say in our community. When I talk to the police chief of Coon Rapids, when I talk to the police chief of Anoka, I'm asking, what do you guys need? What do you need? What do you want me to vote for? What don't you want me to vote for? Those are those are questions. That relationship is going to make a big difference. And that's why I'm endorsed by the police. I'm the only candidate that's endorsed by the police in, in this race. My opponent, um, you know, cozies up to the uh, the uh, defund the police people and it's just so harmful. So that's one major distinction I think we should have increased penalties. We need to hold criminals accountable. Um, what my opponent does to draw a distinction here is he thinks that uh, regulating a business, making a business um, uh, print out numbers on catalytic converters on the shell, like that, it doesn't go actually on the precious materials. But he wrote a bill that's going to make a business. Uh, Print out numbers on the shell of a catalytic converter and think that's going to solve crime. Yet, yet he refuses to fund the police the way they uh, the way they request to be funded, and um, and he votes for horrible bills that they say don't vote for. And so it's kind of you know I think that's a big difference. So one side looks at the public safety issue, wants to completely rethink it, dismantle police as we see it today, and they think regulating bus- further regulation on business is a way to solve crime instead of holding criminals accountable. So.
1: Once again, we are joined by John Heinrich. He, the current uh, House member in House District 35A, where my wife and I currently live. But thanks to redistricting, uh, we're not going to have Representative Heinrich anymore, uh, even after he wins in November. I'm calling it John Heinrich is going to emerge victorious. But, uh, uh, you know, tough re-election campaign ahead, that's no question about it. Well, we only have about uh, 30 seconds to go. Uh, kind of have a little uh, fun, little lighthearted moment. Uh, Jude's a football fan. Uh, John, as I know you are, uh, any of you gentlemen want to offer a per- prediction for the big game tomorrow night with the Vikings? Let's Take on the Philadelphia Jude. Eagles. What do you think, Jude? Jude, what are you thinking? Let's go 35 to 28. Viking? Vikings? Vi- of course. What, what what, am I thinking? Vikings? Okay. Uh, Representative Heinrich, uh, do you want to weigh in? <laughs> oh, goodness.
6: Uh, I'm going to say uh, 24-17. Vikings. Vikings win. Vikings. Okay. So, but you both have the Vikings by a touchdown. I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that would
1: be nice to see. It'd be nice. Uh, our guy, Kirk Cousins, often gets a bad rap when playing in prime time. So that would be a solid game if we can emerge by either of those uh, two scores. Well, gentlemen, yes. appreciate the time today. Thank Thanks, you. Brad. Thank you. John Heinrich. Heinrichforhouse.com is the website. Go to bradcarlson.org, and I've linked to it there as well. Back with another segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
0: And the sign.
3: Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Do you want to participate in market gains but not market losses? Hi, I'm Dale Tondrick, host of the Retirement and Income Radio Show on The Patriot, Sundays at 11 a.m. I've helped many Patriot listeners like you create
6: their unshakable retirement. Contact me now and I'll send you a free copy of my new book, Unshakable Retirement. Log on to myinvestingcoach.com or call me at 952-401-1671.
8: If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your children, just look at the reaction to the work of Patriot Mobile in multiple school districts across Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company and is a force for conservative values. That's because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They for the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they have multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com G-O-R-K-A or call 972-PATRIOT. Free activation with offer code GORKA. Special discounts available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. patriotmobile.com G-O-R-K-A 972-PATRIOT. patriotmobile.com GORKA.
0: The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Thank you.
1: Okay, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Everybody's a
4: stranger.
1: Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 Everybody is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag Show. Yeah, it's me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, closing out weekends on the broadcast. And, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing to talk Minnesota politics, we are now joined via phone by, uh, we had my current Minnesota House member in studio, now we have my current Minnesota State Senator via telephone, Jim Abler, currently represents Senate District 35. But thanks to redistricting, win or lose, Jim's no longer going to be my Senator. Yeah, he's still going to be in Senate District 35, but it looks a little different than what he is representing right now, so we're going to get... Jim's perspective on the campaign and uh, seeing uh, how the uh, new constituents are greeting him as he's out and about. Uh, Jim Abler, always good to talk to you, sir. How are you?
2: Great. And, uh, well, I'm still in the state of mourning, you know, losing the Carlson household uh, as a uh, most worthy constituent. You know, in the in the, in the the top 10 percentile, that constituent certainly would be your household. So, well, I uh, appreciate you that. know, Harry Niska and, and the Cal Bar are going to be amongst the lucky ones to get to look after you guys.
1: Well, we appreciate that, Jim. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this. My wife and I moved to Ramsey. It'll be uh, 14 years now at the end of this month, and 12 of those 14 years we've either had you as a House member or, or a senator. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a little different uh, walking into the uh, uh, walking into the voting booth and uh, not seeing your name on on the ballot there. That that's for certain. But uh, <laughs> we we talk about Senate District 35 in its current state. You know, obviously your hometown of Anoka, Ramsey, and uh, parts of, and uh, parts of Andover, and I think there's a little sliver of Coon Rapids. Looks a little different now, Jim. So why don't you share with our listeners uh, what the district looks like now that you're vying for?
2: Well, it's certainly changed as much as any district I think in the state. Um, to the number stayed the same, at least I can remember that. But uh, lost the entirety of Ramsey and the bulk of Andover, and now it's um, it's all of Anoka still, um, but right. it's uh, a little bit of three precincts in Andover and then Coon Rapids. Uh, 20 precincts of Coon Rapids compared to the previous three, and Coon Rapids definitely trends uh, bluer than Ramsey, shall we right. say. Um, so it's actually a 50-50 district. It's on the uh, I think top two or something competitive list for our our incumbents of our caucus. First to be uh, Chamberlain. I don't know what number he's in out there in um, uh, Lino and out that way or whatever, um, and then um, and then mine. So it was, uh, Biden won it by, it was like 58-42, or 50-52-48. Uh, and if I would have run in 20 in this configuration, I w- would have won 51-49. Okay. And the Republican House members would have lost 49-51. So it's very close and drawing uh, a certain amount of attention and, uh, you know, contemplation from both sides.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and for the record, you alluded to your Senate colleague, Roger Chamberlain. He's in the new uh, Senate District 36. He's vying for that uh, re-election there. So, yeah, I mean, those uh, cluster of suburbs definitely up for grabs, like you say. Well, uh, I've seen you out and about, Jim, at least uh, via social media. You're really uh, burning a lot of shoe leather, getting out there, uh, knocking on doors and whatnot, Uh, obviously introducing yourself to more people in Coon Rapids than the few precincts you had there before. Uh, what are some of kind of the prevailing issues that you're uh, hearing from constituents as you're uh, reaching out to these new swath of voters?
2: Well, I was hoping to get to ten thousand doors by the you know end of the election time, and as of as of uh, Friday, I got to fourteen thousand and one. Wow, and impressive! Which, uh, which, yeah, and uh, so it's uh, and you know any given time, you know the majority of people aren't home, but. You know, so 14,000 people I've talked to, potentially 5,000 people or a little more. Um, and it's different. I worked this hard for this one. I I have to earn it. I mean, not that you don't always have to earn it, but this one definitely is uphill. Or at least, uh, you know, I got to fight. Um, compared to 98 when I had much the same area against Jerry Newton, um, that's my biggest contrast I can tell you, the the people are much more tense. I think that's partly related to COVID. Sure. Um, and partly related to the fact that there, no one's visited them for a long time and only right. 30% of the people do not come to the door mm. when they're home. I can see them in there. You can hear them talking and they're, they just don't come. 20 years ago, uh, they virtually all came to the door.
7: Sure.
2: Uh, and so it's, so it's just interesting. And so I, I leave a little note and hope they'll read my flyer and, But there is uh, definitely an array of uh, things that they talk about. And uh, the the number one by far is uh, community safety, neighborhood safety, particularly as it spills over from Minneapolis. Um, Coon Rapids, and Oka and Andover are not characteristically unsafe places, but the people feel much less safe uh, than before. And they bring it up. These are people bringing up topics. I don't ask them, what do you think about something? And then uh, uh, tied for second place, would be um, the inflation cluster. Uh, gas prices have gone down, so that's suddenly solved, apparently. Um, but food prices and everything else, that comes up. And it's tied to the abortion in terms of uh, its frequency, in, in my opinion. And, but this is people spontaneously bringing up things. And uh, the comments on the inflation, they just don't know what they're going to do. Um, and, um, you know... Spending, uh, casting out $1.9 trillion of borrowed money, uh, according to the, uh, the Fed people. That had nothing to do with inflation, clearly. I'm sure you agree that has there's, there's no connection. Like, holy cow, what were they thinking? Um, and so uh, now we have to deal with the consequences of that. And, you know, one thing about the inflation, um, there is true inflation. Things are going up a lot. Right. Um, but people's opinion of what a $10 million is at, in government levels, uh, ten million, a hundred million used to be a lot of money, right? Uh, as they pass out, Minnesota got seventy-four billion dollars injected uh, between to the people and governments and state operations and whatever, and so a hundred million dollars is now simply pocket change, mm-hmm. and that is probably the. You know, an ongoing phenomenon that we'll have to try to counteract because hundred million dollars. I think you think that's a lot of money. I know, I think it's a
1: lot. Of money. Oh, absolutely, yeah.
2: And especially when it comes from the pockets of your listeners. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that that's uh, those are the top three things that I hear about.
1: Yeah, you had indicated. Uh, now that's interesting to me. Uh, you know, obviously you alluded to abortion and particularly the Roe v. Wade decision that the Supreme Court ruled on back in June. Uh, did that surprise you that you would hear so much uh, about that, Jimmy Abler? Was that, was that something you were anticipating? Because I'll—I'll I, I'll be honest with you. Maybe I'm not as uh, seasoned as the next person politically, but I didn't think that would be as, say, an issue. But you're finding it is, huh?
2: Well, it's right up there, and well, and uh, the Democrats are pushing that yes. aggressively yep. as an issue, and they think it's a winner. Mm-hmm.
7: Um,
2: and I have to say, I don't know, um, but. My non—I mean, these—I'm giving you just uh, kind of spitball a number you, But um, uh, the, the the reactions range from uh, a quiet uh, pro-life grandmother type to a very animated uh, pro-choice reproductive freedom person slamming the door after a high-pitched uh, short interaction, and uh, it is amazing uh, the intensity that some of those people on the left have. Mm. Uh, my judgment, though, um, is that it's about from what people reacting again, just spontaneous people speaking up. It's about 60-40 on the pro life side okay. as I go through Corn Rapids. Oh, interesting! Um, and there, there's, a, I think that um, there's a lot of people that have a, that are not just interested in seeing, you know, wholesale, um, um, you know, abortions. And there's something you might want to look into and even do a little more research on. The Reproductive Freedom Act, that Aaron Murphy is the, is the author of it in the Senate, and I don't know who has it in the, in the House. It's only two pages long. It pretty much reinstates Roe versus Wade. But there's two key paragraphs there that I think your listener would find fascinating. and You might want to get somebody who's more of a scholar than I am. But as, as I read it, 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 um, it, it, it uh, suspends all human rights for the baby before oh. it's born, oh, all the God. way from fertilization to whatever implant. And they list a couple of things. Um, and you can search for it. If you just go through uh, Thank you, the Senate nice. MN, look for Aaron, just look just search "reproductive," and okay. it'll pop right up. Um, so they, they, they suspend all those human rights. They even say the word human rights I believe I got it laying around here somewhere. Um, but then even worse, uh, in the last couple of paragraphs, it says it supersedes any law to the contrary. And so this is the conversation you might want to have that needs to come up. So as I read that, just being a lawmaker, not a lawyer, um, I read that that means that if you if a person assaults an eight and a half month pregnant woman and beats her belly and that baby dies, it's of no consequence. Mm. Uh, the manslaughter charge when you a drunken driver kills a woman and her baby or just the baby, um, that's manslaughter, Sure. So, as I read this, not anymore. And I don't even know if the, the people that are so excited about this bill have read it. They know what they're really asking. But this is um, incredible to me that they can be so brazen uh, to think that somehow that baby is a non-entity. Um, and so um, it it's uh, another another one of the afternoon non discussions I think you might want
1: to. Yeah. Wow, Jim, that's very harrowing. Yeah, I appreciate the the insight on that. Yeah, that's something uh, definitely worth uh, looking into. Obviously, we have a lot of uh, the pro life discussion on this on um, this broadcast. So appreciate that yeah, heads sure. up. So uh, I guess uh, as you're um, as you're out and about again, uh, very tight race, uh, new new Senate district, uh, whatever else. Um, uh, what do you have planned uh, between now and Election Day? You know, it's uh, less than a couple of months now. Uh, what's what's the final push kind of look like? Obviously, you've knocked on you've met your goal, exceeded your goal, and the number of doors you want to knock on. But uh, getting out there and getting that final message for voters, uh, what kind of events and whatnot do you have planned uh, coming up here the next couple months?
2: Well, my most common event is me going to somebody's house because I'm going to keep doing that <laughs> as long as I can. I get. Like I, I don't know what I don't know what number I'm going to get to, but I have. Um, Completed, uh, I'm within 70 houses or so of completing the 17 precincts I've not recently represented in Clinton Rapids. Okay. Um, which is, and there's a lot of Clinton Rapids out there. I mean, it's, you know, Ramsey is spacious and Clinton Rapids actually is full of people and, you know, much more densely populated.
7: Right. Uh, but
2: it's got a, quite a breadth of territory. Um, we're uh, trying to keep a positive campaign going. Um, I, um, fortunately for me, my opponent is not well known. Um, but I, that doesn't mean that the people who are going to be backing it don't see this as an opportunity. And it could well be. Um, I do not know what is going to happen. And for my purposes, it's my duty to do all I can do, uh, to do my part. And I think that 14,001 has, been, uh, has had an impact on um, the psyche, perhaps, of my opponent. Um, we're working on some mailings. I've, um, yeah, again, just talking about how I'm an effective leader, and I've actually accomplished things. And, um, you know, to me, it's funny. There's all these slogans people come up with at the having one a statewide or run and not one, um, having run a statewide race. And I think now 13 or 14 elections and just talking to people in general, both sides want people to work together and get things done. Right. And that's what I have accomplished. And that, you know, that, um, you have to be careful how much you work together and what compromises you make, and you pray that they're honorable compromises. But at the end, in divided government, you got to find a way to keep the thing running. And people like that. And that's my whole career. And so all the things I put out, I've talked to mentioned accomplishments and you know, how we are seeking the, the good of the state and, in a cooperative manner. Um, and that seems to be... Um, going over pretty well people like that they don't really like the negative although it does drive down votes sometimes if you're trying to win a tight race some people think that's the way to go but at least for what's going to be under the able or volunteer committee you know uh disclaimer it's all going to be this is what jim can do it's what he's done uh let's join and you know get, get take care of minnesota and accomplish things
1: Absolutely. Once again, we are joined by Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler. He representing Senate District 35. Uh, he is also running in the new Senate District 35. Same number, but uh, the makeup of the district definitely different than what he represents now. Uh, Jim, we only have about a minute or so to go if you'd like to share with folks uh, where they can find out more about your campaign. Obviously, the Senate, uh, the Republicans have a very razor-thin majority as of the end of last session. Definitely want to keep that. Uh, if and, obviously, you're a big part of uh, maintaining the majority. Where can folks find out more about your campaign and uh, what's going on in the Abler campaign?
2: Sure. Uh, JimAbler.com. It's like Cain and Abel. Actually, your viewers would, would know how to spell that guy's name. Yes. So, uh, JimAbler.com. <laughs> uh, and there's an email on there. and My email is simply just JimAbler at hotmail. And there's a phone number and contact on the, the website, jimhabler.com. We spent a long time deciding what to call it. So we that was after several focus groups. Oh, jimhabler.com.
1: So you there you know, go. Good. It. Yeah, very, um, very. But
2: I would appreciate everybody's comments. And But above all, your listeners have to stay engaged. Yes. This is not a year to be discouraged about Trump or what didn't happen. If, if we if you don't get out and vote, horrible things are going to happen. If they take over all three bodies, you will not like what we have so god bless us all and it's our our mission is good and um pray for it help somebody every listener of yours should be helping somebody in their locale so yeah, absolutely. God bless, a, Brad. And, yeah, thanks, Jim. the greet uh, the Carlton household from you. It's an amazing household.
1: Wow, well, we appreciate it. Well, Jim, this isn't goodbye. I mean, you know, we still live in the general vicinity of each other. We can still oh, like, yeah. get together, gra- you know, grab a beverage Probably or something. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch regardless, Jim. Well, once again, it's jimabler.com. That's A-B-E-L-E-R, jimabler.com. And you also can go to my blog at bradcarlson.org. I've linked to it in the post-promoting uh, today's show. Jim, thanks so much. Uh, proud of what you're hey, doing out the there, time. getting out there and burning the shoe leather, and uh, best of luck going forward. We appreciate it. Yeah, God bless. Thanks. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere.
0: AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey
5: app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on...
3: Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm Attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Schedule a free consultation at KeeganLawOffice.com. That's K-E-E-G-A-N
7: LawOffice.com.
1: Hey, welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, we only got about three, four minutes to go. So if you do want to call in with a quick comment or question, hey, feel free, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag Show for comments and questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in as I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, your most comprehensive and informed show, informative shows on economics. It's the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, he's heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of The Narn, followed by the new guy, Jack Tomzak, 3 to 5 Saturdays, right here in AM 1280. And then again, I close out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m., right here in AM 1280 The Patriot. And as always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, yeah, it's uh, good to talk to uh, some representatives out there on the ground, getting a uh, finger on the pulse of what voters are conveying at the door uh, regarding key issues. Obviously, public safety and the cost of living, definitely big, issue, big issues. But uh, I was surprised again, to hear from Senator Abler that the abortion issue uh, is is such a big issue. I I didn't think it would be as big as the economic and public safety issues, and it's not quite there, but the fact that it's being mentioned with some frequency, uh, that to me is surprising. But there is opportunity for Republicans there because inevitably Democrats are going to overreach. I mean, we heard Jim Abler talk about that horrific a reproductive rights act or whatever it was that Senator Aaron Murphy is attempting to pass in the Minnesota Senate, basically allowing abortion right up to just before birth. And Democrats often bristle at that description about letting a perfectly you know, a healthy baby pass away that, you know, survived a botched abortion. But this is essentially what they're what they're trying to push here. And so Republicans were afraid to engage on this issue politically because the left is so fired up after the, the Supreme Court decision in June. Well, this is where you can fight back, and this is where the real work begins. Now, obviously, you know, those of us who are out and about in the public away from politics, it's going to require changing hearts and minds. So regardless of what kind of restrictions or, say, lack of restrictions there are on abortion, it's always going to be about hearts and minds. At, at, at the end of the day. But nevertheless, you want to get another side uh, uh, engaged in the issue, i.e. the pro-life side. And that's been the one issue that's really mobilized Republicans is the life issue. Well, now that the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade and allows states to make their own abortion laws, that doesn't mean the pro-life uh, side, at least from a uh, certainly from uh, your personal worldview standpoint, as well as a political standpoint can sit idly by. So there's definitely still some things to engage upon. But uh, we're going to have probably from now until the Sunday before Election Day, my goal is to have on a state Senate candidate or a state House candidate that's in a competitive race where the GOP either has to hold or has the potential to flip a DFL seat. Because it's only going to take four House seats to flip DFL to Republican take over the majority in that House. And again, the Republicans have a scant majority in the U.S. or U.S. Minnesota Senate. So that's my goal. And if there's any way that I can offer my assistance by giving folks a platform to come on this broadcast and tout their candidacy, I'm going to do that. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to have several prominent candidates coming up between now and the Sunday before Election Day. So hope you can tune in. Folks, as always... I've enjoyed it. AM 128 of the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Skull Vikings. And have yourself a blessed week. Closing
8: time.
3: I am lovable, capable, and worthwhile.
5: I am loved without strings, and I am never alone. Treehouse is an organization that creates a safe space for teens through one-on-one mentoring, support groups, and activities. At Treehouse, teens are introduced to a loving God who will always be with them and accepts them exactly as they are. When teens are rooted in this living hope, transformation begins. I have a future. The Treehouse mission is to end hopelessness among teens. You can help. Visit treehousehope.org
4: An insight to managing every aspect of your digital and
0: marketing needs.
3: So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today.
4: Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com,
3: connecting you with new customers. Are you tired of looking at your chipped oil stained garage floor every time the door opens? You need to talk with the folks at the coding crew? These guys can transform your garage or utility floor concrete into an extension of your home. Imagine matching your floor to your sweet summer ride or showing off your team colors. The coating Crew has a wide variety of colors to match the most eclectic tastes in man cave decor. These guys take the time to properly prep the floor, repair cracks and pits, and then the magic begins, and all in just one day. This attention to detail sets them apart from the competition. It's a given that their crews are trained and certified to create your long and lasting oasis. Since 1999, the Coating Crew has been providing superior products and exceptional customer service. Contact CodingCrew.com. Reclaim the value and space of your old garage floor, schedule a free quote at CodingCrew.com, and tell them Dennis sent you CodingCrew.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each
0: year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. AM 1280, the Patriot is W.